Well, everyone is talking about the big come out this year, the big release, big come out. <laughs> what the fuck am I thinking? What's wrong with my mind? <laughs> the big release this week, which was probably pretty much Aladdin, but we're not talking about that. Everyone's talking about Aladdin. We're going to talk about that other one, that naughty boy Superman thing in the come out of Brightburn. What do we think of this Superboy Gone Bad? Find out on a very small town boy living in a lonely world edition of the Review Review. Laser eyes! <laughs> you really talked yourself out of that one, didn't you? <laughs> it was like, where are you going? <laughs> oh, welcome to the real re- life. Every time we do an intro, like my <clears throat> mind turns to soup. <laughs> There's only been a few rare times where we've had to redo it. We always go on the first take. Yep. More than more than ninety nine percent of the time. Only yep. when it's a complete disaster yeah. do we're like, we need to start over on that I was one. I was riding the border on that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, you were. I almost <laughs> just stopped you when you said, come out. <laughs> uh, anyway, welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small town dudes give you our big, dumb opinions. Uh, I'm Troy to the Max Extreme. I'm coming out. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it wouldn't be a nice Review Review without the fucking washing machine going off. <laughs> god um there's one thing that everyone knows it's that troy's got clean clothes for tomorrow that's right and chelsea's, chelsea's coming in with double, double birds, birds and <laughs> all right very good <laughs> all right chelsea what do you think of the latest come outs this week that's a really gross way to say it <laughs> Come, it's gonna catch on. It's catching on. It's catching fire. It's catching on. It's coming on. I've literally already <laughs> The hot new Hollywood come outs. <laughs> you gonna keep that intro? Hell yeah, yeah I'm keeping it. We're, now we double downed on it. We're we keeping it down. down. <laughs> I've said come out way too much. It won't make sense if I cut out the intro. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and we are, of course, talking about the latest come out. By the guns, uh, Brightburn. Yeah, double we're gonna be, guns. We're going to be talking, triple guns, actually. Oh, Getting man. more of that later. Uh, but we're going to be talking about that. Brightburn. At the top of the hour. Uh, before we go into any of that, we're going to see what came out this last week. <laughs> what about, what about the news come out? And the daily come out. And the daily come outs. <laughs> And I'm going to start with a little bit of <laughs> Sonic news. It was uh, announced uh, a few weeks ago that uh, Sonic will be getting a total remake over, I suppose. Yeah. Not a not a reshoot. They're just yep. redoing Sonic. Yeah. The character. Yes. Uh, for uh, its, uh, its release yeah. in the theaters. Now, got a word that Sonic has been pushed out <gasps> a little bit longer, which is, I think, good. 
Sure. If in fact they do want to fix a movie, yeah. they're giving the animators ample time yeah. to do a professional job at it and not a botch rush job. Yeah. For they it to come out later this job, year. Yeah. You know, instead of doing it right the first time, <laughs> just be like, hey, I guess this does suck. Yeah, I want to know the person that it got by that are like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Stray farther away from its originality. And, Let's uh, make it look like a weird pedophile in a furry onesie. <laughs> How can we do that? That's Give what it human are, legs. Yeah, because Jim Jim Carrey's going to be creepy enough. Let's make Sonic extra creepy. Yeah. Uh, so they pushed it out to next year, 2020, Valentine's Day of all days. Oh, bring your sweetie. So bring your sweetheart. And go see whatever go abysmal see movies whatever this is going to be. the fuck this is going to be. <laughs> so if you had a marked on your calendars for this year, cross that day off. Now you got a free day to do whatever you want. You go. go see Sonic next year. There you go. All the single ladies out there can go support their uh, their man meat, uh, Marsden. Or women meat. <laughs> oh, wait. I got what you're saying there. I was already dedicated to saying that before you finished your sentence. <laughs> trying to be equal opportunity over here, <laughs> That's right. Um, speaking of things being pushed out, um, the X-Men producer, um, shoot, why can't Simon Kinberg yeah. confirms that new mutants reshoots are still happening. Okay. And it is still on the slate for release. I think now next year. Okay. <laughs> it was supposed to come out last year. And it was supposed to come out on Hulu at one point. Got pushed out till early this year. And then late this year, and now it's pushed out till next year, 2020, whenever they can get those reshoots in. I thought reshoots were done at this point. I've lost all interest completely in this movie of even having it be good or having it come out in general. Yeah. But apparently it's still happening. All the people in it are in TV right now, and they're trying to get the reshoots together when everybody doesn't have anything else filming. Yeah. So that's being a challenge. I also thir- uh, heard that the trailer that we all saw that gave off that horror vibe isn't wasn't necessarily the vibe the actual movie was going to have. <laughs> they just cut the movie to make it look like that, or cut the trailer to look like that. Yeah. And then when all the uh, positive... Uh, Feedback came out that were like, oh, I kind of like the horror vibe of this. They went to go make it more of one (laughs) because it was more akin to an actual just like regular X-Men movie beforehand, just cut to make look different. Yeah. So maybe that's what they're trying to do. Don't know. (laughs) No idea. No one knows. So watch out for all of the reels of this to be in some desert in a hole (laughs) sometime in the near future. Um, moving on to maybe some more news, JT, some video game news, video game, uh, square Enix, uh, top notch video game producer company. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Neil is screaming at you right now. I don't care what he does. Um, (laughs) Developer. Uh, they have an Avengers game coming out. Yeah. Uh, that is going to premiere E3 of 2019. I think that's only like less than two weeks away Yeah. at this point. So you get to see uh, your first little sneak peek of what this big time Avengers game is going to be. Hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder. Yeah. Is it going to be like uh, those other ones or maybe they might do kind of a... Like the Ultimate Alliance, you mean? Yeah. Mm. Or it'd be sweet if they do like an open world where you can like team with other people. Mm. 
Like we could play Avengers since we both have the same system. <laughs> Maybe. Like you could be like Spider Man and I could yeah. be like uh I could be Thor. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I'm gonna be like, hey, let's meet up in New York City in like ten minutes. That's right. That sounds that sounds good. And then you're gonna just you're just gonna like use your web to try and catch fish out of the river. <laughs> you get me. <laughs> you get me. Uh, so it's Peter Parker's like, wow, it's a beaut. <laughs> what a beaut. <laughs> Look at this. What is this a carp? Uh, so yeah. I don't know what this is supposed to be at all, but um, I wasn't. I liked uh, Ultimate Alliance when it came out. Yeah, but I quickly grow bored with that type of gameplay. Yeah, and it's very repetitive. Um, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of like the dungeon crawler esque yeah. nature of that, where it's like mm-hmm. four people on a screen and you're just kind of three or like a top down view of all that stuff. It's yeah. not my favorite. No. Um, so we'll see what it is. We will see. Won't we? Um, still on that Endgame Avengers train, uh-oh. keeping track of this to see where it's still falling with that box office. Yeah. Currently, How it's close got is it? $805 million domestic. Yeah. Which is very good. Yeah. $2.688 billion worldwide. Yeah. Still $100 million shy of Ooh. that Avatar. And uh, it's still making, like... A little more than a million dollars a day. Okay. Worldwide. Yeah. And even... It didn't make number one this last weekend. Mm. I think I think Aladdin toppled it yeah. still. Um, and now with this upcoming weekend out with Godzilla, which is like a big worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. And then you also have Ma and... Rocket so, Man. Rocket Man coming out. It's also gonna... I think it's gonna fall probably still somewhere near the top, but... It'll be dethroned even further Man. there. So I don't know if it's going to make that uh, extra $100 million. That's still quite a bit of a stretch. I don't know. Especially now since it's been out so long and theaters are probably taking more of a cut yeah. of the box office than um, the production company, Disney. Big Disney. Big Disney. Uh, so yeah. There you go. I don't know if it'll topple. It'll get pretty darn close. Yeah. It'll make James Cameron just sweat just that a little bit more. Jimmy Cam over here kind of... In his marinara trench, just yep. sweating in his submarine. Yep. Dabbing <laughs> off the beads. <laughs> Producing water while he's underwater. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. Um, got two more bits of news that are kind of interesting here. Okay. Uh, not as interesting as the previous, but I'm going to keep going with them anyway. Kind of, sort of. Um... There, I found this funny that there was an Instagram Instagram influencer. Yes. That I I didn't write down the name of the person because I don't care who it is, but it, I, it's awesome. funny to me that she has two million plus followers. I think yeah. like two point six million followers. Yeah. And she's trying to start a new clothing line. Of course. And so she went live with selling it. Like a first wave of stuff to see if it, she was able to get a clothing line with her name on it. Yeah. She couldn't even sell 36 t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> with even by chance with 2.6 million followers, even one out of every thousand. Yeah. That's more than 36. <laughs> and nobody still wanted anything to do with it. Yeah. Meaning that Instagram Instagram influencers are the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah. 
I don't know what they... She was pissed because she's like, well, I put my heart and soul into this, blah, 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 blah. Oh, shut up. Who cares? Obviously, yeah. nobody cares enough to buy your shit. Yeah. We probably get, like, what, like 30 listens per episode at, like... Probably at the minimum at, at this At the point. minimum, yeah. Yeah. We don't give a shit. We're not, we don't want you to buy anything from us. <laughs> no, no. We just want you guys to have fun. I feel like with our following, if we put out anything, we would get at least probably as much as somebody with 2.6 <laughs> million yeah. followers. We would, we would also sell less than 36 t-shirts. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> Averages, ratios, we would still be out on top. Hell yeah, babe. Our percentage would be way higher. Exactly. You know why? Because we have loyal fan base. We do. We have people that tune in every week. That's right. Which we, we got, thank you. We got OJ. That's right. We got OJ. We got uh, we got Eric out there. We got Eric. We got El Generico listening every week. Fuck yeah! Keep listening, fellas and ladies. <laughs> if we there like, are we any, like the women out there. That's right. I know. I think our demographic does skew pretty male. <laughs> um, just want to put that out there. But ladies, hey, for a while Judith was writing in. Yeah, where's Judith? I tried to hit her up uh, not that long ago because I'm like, hey, how are things? No response. Oh, well. Turns out she fell off the face of the earth. Well, don't say that. Well, <laughs> who knows? Uh-oh. Who knows? Did she get wandering earth? <laughs> oh, no, Judith! Judith! Uh, so, yeah. And we also got our listeners down under That's as well. Right. That's right. I think, like, a fourth of our listeners are from Australia. Craziness. Crazy. Craziness. Australia? Crazy. Way to represent. Right on. At, at one point, you were a majority of our listeners. You were. <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> we keep it coming. I mean, I don't... Hey, I love it. Yeah. I just think it's the most bizarre thing ever. Like, the small town, <laughs> Midwestern yeah. podcast is catching the ears of many exactly. in a foreign country. I love it. I love it, too. We must resonate down there. Yeah. People, they just want to, like, listen in to see, like, how stupid Midwesterners sound. <laughs> that could be true. Yeah. Our crazy, stupid accents to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we sound pretty stupid. Yeah. And good we, eye. <laughs> I mean, we call the trunk of a car a trunk and not a boot. They call it a boot? I think so. It's so much cooler. It is. I might be wrong, though. I'm tossing the boot. <laughs> No, I don't know. Nah, nah, we just lost all of them. Uh, Last bit of news I got, JT, is uh, I started listening to the Talk is Jericho Emancipation of John Moxley. Listen to that this morning. Yeah? Yeah. I'm about halfway through it. Um, What do you think so far? Yeah, it just shows... uh, Well, I was going to talk more about this later because Hmm. uh, I... uh, No, no, no. We still can. Yeah, but like uh, based on something that I watched over over this week, but... Yeah, just WWE just sounds like a total shit show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what he pretty much was saying in there, what I've gotten out of it so far, is that he's completely uh, grateful for WWE in order to get his name out there. Yeah, I mean, they paid him pretty well for his time oh, there. Yeah. Um, he's set for a while with like money mm-hmm. in the bank, like not the pay-per-view money in the bank, <laughs> but like for money, like he's set aside, he's paid yeah. for his house, his yeah. car, met his wife there, paid for his mother's house. Yeah. And, uh, he's totally grateful towards that. But when it comes to creative is yeah. where he felt like, felt like it fell flat the most and to the point where he's just doesn't even want to go 
yeah. to a show because it almost, it's just depressing. Yeah, it feels like WWE just feels like those like it feels like a corporate job where like like there's at one point he 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 describes in it where you can almost see how people fall into like substance abuse working for WWE because yeah. like he talks about a point where he was like, "Hey, I got some ideas," and they're like, "Well." You're gonna do this, so just show up. Or then it's like, well, then I have nothing. I have like really nothing else to do but then just show up for work. Yeah. And then after that, like, I'm. It's not like they're gonna listen to what I have to say. Yeah. So like, I'm just legit, like, just waiting for the next show. So what do I do? Yeah. And it was like, and then I became depressed after that. Where yeah. I'm like, yeah, I can see how like people like fall into like drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Where it's like, well. They're not going to listen to me. I don't have anything to like really like think about or what I'm going to do the next day because I'm just going to be told. Might as well get drunk or high or whatever <laughs> yeah. while I'm waiting for the next day. Yeah, and just numb out. It's like, that's pretty scary. Yeah. I don't know, people don't know who we're talking about. It's Dean Ambrose from yeah. WWE, but he goes by now John Moxley. Yeah. Is that what he went by before, too? Yeah, when he was on the indies, yeah, that was yeah. his name. And he just appeared in uh, AEW yeah. over this third their Double or Nothing show that yeah. was also this last weekend. Yeah. But it's, it's so funny. It just strikes me as like, there's been, I've heard so many different stories about how, like, writers now are just so obsessed with getting their shit on there that they'll just, like, they'll write out a whole interview or, like, a whole promo and throw just a line in there that they know Vince will pop for. So they'll just put the, he'll just put the entire promo on there. Yeah. Where it's like, God. It's <laughs> like, you can just put a bunch of, like, mumbled dog shit out there and then just have a line that says, I hate when people poop their pants. And then it's going to be like, ha ha! Brilliant! <laughs> Put the whole thing out there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Yeah. I even to that point, like uh, he got handed some script for yeah. a set of promos, and he saw one thing in there that he knew Vince would just yeah nut <laughs> like over. Made, yeah. So he made sure that he didn't see. It. Yeah. He made sure the changes were made, and then that was handed into Vince, or else yeah. he was doing the pooper scooper comment yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. My God. And it also seems like Vince has, like, some kind of object permanence type thing going, <laughs> where it's like, if he sees that you bring up a certain prop, then he just makes you use that prop. Mm -hmm. Or it makes th makes so much sense for, like, things that I've heard of in the past, where, like, Jake the Snake Roberts never used to have a snake until he came to WF. And then it was like, well, we're giving you a snake. <laughs> I was like, it's just a nickname, man. <laughs> like, no, you're getting a snake now. All right. Well, in some instances like that, it does work. Like, that does work, but yeah, but if it's like a thing where you're saying like, oh, I hate this town so much, I'd rather wear a gas mask, and then you're just like, brilliant, you're wearing a gas mask for the rest of the week. You're like, no. <laughs> How am I going to do a promo in a gas mask? No one's going to be able to see my face. Yeah. But you said gas masks. No, you have to wear it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, it's not, uh, I'm just comparing this one to like, Maybe, like, the CM Punk one that came out, like, years ago. Yeah. Now that they're out, they're kind of, like, talking about how WWE works behind the scenes. And I find it really interesting that that machine, how that works. Yeah. And I'm not getting, I don't think, as much out of it as I thought, I guess. Like, because Punk's was really eye-opening about their medical practices. Yeah. And then this one is more about, like, creative in general. But I want almost more out of it. Yeah. And maybe he gets more into it. I'm only halfway through. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. They talk a lot. Like, the thing that's really rubbing the wrong way about WWE is that it feels like a lot of their shit they do for, like, 
like public image. Yeah. Like there's like a part in there. Did you get to the part where he talks about how like Vince is like trying to push him to like say something about like Roman Reigns' cancer? Yeah. Well, did you get to like the second part? Because there's like a part uh, where like I just started it. Okay, there's like a part where like he's like, Yeah, Vince tried to get me to say another thing about his cancer and he says, I won't even bring it up on the Oh oh wait, I did hear like, that. Like I said, I yeah. won't even I won't even bring it up on the podcast because it's like it like just blew me away because it's like so offensive that it's like, dude, you like work for like Susan you have like you like work with Susan G. Coleman. Yeah. And you're like trying to t- have me say all these lines making fun of people with cancer. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like, well, then it's not, well, but, but then if they're like making them, making Dean Ambrose say in a promo, then they can be like, oh, well, that was him. And then they'll just fire him. Yeah. Where it's like, I feel like so much of the shit they do is just public image. Like even like, uh, like uh, the story you told me about Ashley Massaro, I'm not going to say it because it's terrible. Yeah. But that just feels like such public image bullshit. Yeah. Like I'd, you'd rather be like, we're good with the troops as opposed to like bring out this terrible thing that could actually be addressed. Yes. Yeah. And like, I just, uh, it feels so corporate. There's so many corporations that do shit like that. Or like, I'm, it's just everything WWE is doing now. Just leaving a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. Especially with the Saudi stuff. And it's yeah. like, Oh my God. <laughs> so I just, I just, I think it's just getting behind in the times now. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's Vince has gone working. absolutely insane. Like, yeah. well, he runs everything. Everything I, yeah. has to be ran by him. Like, I love when he. That's probably the most interesting thing about that podcast is when is him going through the idea that like everyone has to run everything by Vince, so it makes everything run so fucking slow. Yeah, that still surprises me that everything gets run by him. Yeah. Still, yeah. Like, I mean, good for him. Like, he's a guy that really wants his hands in everything that he's kind of built. Yeah, but. St- but oh, it, it's not efficient. Like even yeah. like how he brings it up, where it's like, I could literally be spending my time trying to focus on my match, but instead I'm waiting outside Vince's office for like an hour and a half, so I can bring up this one small thing that I want to do in this one thing. Yeah. Or then it's like, well then, it, like then your workers aren't working; they're just waiting for you all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Anyway, even if you're not into like wrestling or anything like that, it's just the way th- how the company is run yeah. by like one maniac, <laughs> <laughs> it should be interesting enough to like want to dive deeper into yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So like the 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 it's talk is Jericho, Chris Jericho interview. It's funny because Jericho barely asks him anything. <laughs> he just talks the yeah. whole time. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I kind of wanted Jericho to chime in a little bit. But maybe he's still kind of good with WWE now. Still, so no, maybe he doesn't he's, s- he works for AEW. I know that, but like, maybe he still kind no, of has an in. I don't know. It kind of reminded me a lot of like punks that he did with Cabana, where he was like, "Look, I've been sitting on this for fucking ever. <laughs> just, just sit back and let me just unload everything." Because <laughs> it was exactly like that. Like the minute the the episode started, he was like. Okay, thank God. Now I can actually talk. And we're like, oh, oh God, this is going to be good already. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, yeah, check it out. It's very, very interesting yeah, definitely so far. Worth, worth a listen, especially if you're into wrestling. Yeah. Um, so that's all my news I got, JT. All right. Yeah. Troy. Good topic. Good topic. Thanks. Thanks, you. Th- thanks, you. <laughs> uh, you've blessed us. With this for the show with a case of Heineken. Yeah. Haven't had Heineken in a while. I dig it. 
I was going to, uh, I was figuring something was going to happen for Memorial Day weekend, so I just bought, like, a 12-pack of Heineken, like, the first part of the weekend, and then I ended up getting sick, <laughs> and then I was like, well, I guess I'll just, just save this for to later. It. <laughs> yeah, usually either myself or my brother does, uh, like, a Memorial Day party, but I saw that my other brother was going to be in town this next coming weekend, so I decided to throw it. This weekend rather than Memorial Day. But it works out because there's a pretty big shindig happening right across the street from you. I know. So hopefully it's good. Got that hog roast. Hopefully it doesn't rain. No shit. It's been raining all freaking week. So shit. I don't want everybody in my house. (laughs) A select few people, but 21 people said they're coming. (laughs) That's not stressing Chelsea out. Yeah, I know. She was napping when you made that, right? When you you made that whole thing up? She was. (laughs) I know this because she brings it up every time the party comes up in any way, shape, or form. grab me one, too, Troy, while you're at oh, it. Oh, here, while I, I, bring here up, I open uh, that oh, one up for thank you. thank you, sir. You're very welcome. Uh, my first bit of news, Troy, something that might come up for our pilot, our test pilot show. I'm into it. ABC has said they're going to have a show called Stumptown. Okay. That stars Kobe Smulders. Oh, uh-huh. As a war vet who's dealing with a love life and uh, gambling debts and her brother in uh, Oregon. Okay. And they just casted Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson? To also be in the show, who plays her best friend. So I love Jake Johnson. They might start banging in it. Who oh, knows? who knows? <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. They say it's a drama. Okay. But, uh, I don't know. It's got me mildly curious. I like Kobe right. Smulders. Like Jake Same. Johnson. Same. So uh, where like he goes. They, this might be the one that might tickle our fancy. All right. This we'll might see. be the one. This might be the one. Is that a song? That's a song. Is that a shirt? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Troy? Yeah. Uh, Rocket Man. Uh-huh. We brought that. That's coming out yeah. this week. We had uh, Bohemian Rhapsody come out last year. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get into those music biography, yeah. biopic-type films, mm-hmm. especially of the gay persuasion, because sure. uh, MGM has said that they're going to put out a biopic on the life of Boy George. Boy George. <laughs> so I don't know I don't know too much about Boy George. Hmm. So I don't curious. either. I'd be curious to see. All right. MGM doing something. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. What's... What are the other things they do? James Bond? Is <laughs> yeah. that it? And I think I James Bond is Sony, that... or co-produced by Sony. What was I watched a movie not too long ago that was by MGM, but I can't remember what it was. I don't know. I, don't I know it's owned by somebody, but they still put out movies under MGM sometimes. Should I look it up? MGM. Go on, go on with the rest of your news. I'm going to look this up. Uh, Troy? Alex Trebek. Yes. We know that he's been battling stage four pancreatic cancer. Yes. But we got some good news on that front this week. Okay. As Alex Rebecca has said that for some, out of some miracle, he is near remission already. Really? Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. That is awesome. Uh, I thought of a joke for this. Do you want to hear it, Troy? <laughs> I, you know I do. <laughs> uh... The reason I believe that he is already in remission is because the doctor gave him the news that not in the form of a question. <laughs> so it didn't count. I think it works. I try. <laughs> well, this work. 
hey, uh, people, get back to me. Let's rework that joke. <laughs> I think I got some gold here. All right. Just needs a little... Uh... I think I need a little tuning up. Yep. Someone get back to me. We'll try and tune this up. We'll uh, send it into a weekend update. That's we'll right. We'll see if they want to use it. That's right. They'll workshop it a little bit. Yeah. Very, very good. Hold on. Let me try it again. Let okay. me see. <clears throat> so, uh, Troy. Yes. Alex Trebek, uh-huh. who's suffering from stage four pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Has uh, said that he's in remission. That's oh, that's awesome. And apparently he's in remission because uh, the doctor did not give him the news in the form of a question. <laughs> better. That worked. Flowed better. Better. I like it. Better. I, I like, like it. That. that was better. Very good. That was better. Like what there we did go. there. So go ahead and use that, folks. <laughs> I think I did it. <laughs> if there's a better way, uh, tweet us at Review Review Pod. <laughs> yeah. Give please. us your give us your better delivery. Yep. <laughs> That joke. Uh, we have fun. We do, boy, do we? Troy Dark Phoenix. Oh my God, it's almost upon it's, us. Yeah, it's like about two weeks away. Mm-hmm. Our show on it at least is two weeks away. Yeah. Uh, James McAvoy in an interview said that Dark Phoenix had to reshoot their ending. Oh my. Because it was too similar to a, another superhero film. Was it X-Men 3? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope so. <laughs> but no, I guess it's recent. So uh, my guess is I bet Jean it was it was Jean Grey like somehow palming the power of the Phoenix and then dying. Like an endgame. Oh, got it. <laughs> got it. That's what. Mm. That's my guess. Hmm. All right. I. I. Hmm. Hopefully it ends like <laughs> something stupid, like Million Dollar Baby or something. <laughs> she has all the power in the world, but a stool killed her. Stool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, here's some of the latest MGM films. Okay. I'm going to go back um, to 2018. Every Day. Never heard of it. Death Wish. Ooh. Uh, Tomb Raider. Okay. Sherlock Gnomes. Oh. Overboard. Oh. Operation Finale. <sighs> A Star is Born. Hey. There you go. The Girl in the Spider's Web. Okay. Creed 2. Eh, it's not bad. Fighting with my family. That's what I saw. Yeah. And I'll some of those up, uh, are also subsidiaries of MGM as well, but they're under the same banner. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring I'll bring up fighting with my family and uh, what I've been watching. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing the MGM logo and something that I watched recently, and that was it. Very good. That was it. That was it. Troy AP Bio has uh-huh. unfortunately been uh, canceled <sighs> by NBC. Okay. But uh, there's been a uh, pretty big uprising on Twitter to try and save it. Okay. So let's hope that uh, let's hope that it stays. Through. I've heard a lot of people like trying to get Netflix to buy it up, mm-hmm. which would be good. Yeah, even Netflix or Hulu or something. That'd be, yeah, that'd be all right. AP Bio was pretty good. Um, I I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch every episode of it. But what I did see, I think I saw a good chunk of the first season, actually. And it was pretty good. Like, I, there wasn't ever, like, an episode that I'm like, oh, this kind of stinks. Yeah. It was like, uh, like, Dennis, if he was a teacher. Like, from It's Always Sunny. Pretty much. Pretty much. And 
uh, Patton Oswalt's in it. Yeah. And that was good. I thought it was pretty pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. I think me and Molly watched like the first season. We just never got around to watching the second season because we got Scott into other stuff. Yeah. Just so much stuff out. Too much stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you're not like a Game of Thrones or something like that and breaking huge. Yeah. Like you're just all these like other just middle of the road shows that are fine and good, but then yeah. you just, you don't get the spotlight on them all the time. Like I, so I much feel stuff. like AP bio is one of those ones where you just kind of like binge it after yeah. it's all out. Yeah. So maybe Netflix would be a good I thing. Know. Just it, drop a season just, at a time. Yeah. It's just kind of weird where like TV is kind of like that now where like a lot of shows where you're just like, oh, I'm just wait for it to all come out and then I'll watch it all at the end of the year. Like it's almost kind of taken as, well, this show's failing. Yeah. I was like, it's not failing. I just, I'm going to watch it. Just not now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to know like how the future of television is going to work like that. Because I feel like a lot of things are like, yeah, I kind of like that. I'm going to wait for it to be kind of wrapped up and I'll catch it all. Like when it's done. But like that doesn't do any good for any sort of metrics while it's coming out. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that kind of stinks. Yeah. But uh, I, even with, like, streaming networks coming out, like, let's say, you said NBC has AP Bio? Yeah. Um, I thought it was Fox. Ah, it doesn't matter. No, Whatever. it's not Fox. Whatever, I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, even if they had, like, their own thing, because I know they're kind of, like, a part of uh, Hulu. Yeah. But now with the buyout from Disney, they're going to want every th- part of it. So if NBC makes their own, does that mean they're still... I feel like they'd get less eyes on it if they had their just own separate streaming network. Like, if it was just an NBC streaming station. Yeah. And if it was going something on there. Like, I feel like it still has more eyes on it coming through a broadcast television. Yeah. And then being picked up by, like, Hulu or dropped on Hulu or something. Yeah. For, like, eyes to come on it there. Rather than it just dropping on, like, a channel-specific streaming service. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think, like, these big kind of, like, catch-all streaming services are good, like a Netflix. Yeah. Well, now Netflix is its own beast, but, like, yeah, yeah. Hulu, that kind I of know. picked up, like, three networks, different things. Yeah. So you Cause, can... Yeah, because it is <clears throat> kind of interesting to be, like, I don't even know, like, would NBC be successful if they started their own streaming service? Because I don't think they would. I don't think they would either. Because there's only so much you can do on NBC. Yeah. I mean, maybe they would have... Specific things like Friends. Yeah. Since that... No. Was that... Yeah, I think it came out NBC. Okay. Yeah. Like, I know Hulu has it now. Or Netflix... The, o- or, the Office was NBC. Uh, Or was that ABC? No, that wasn't ABC. It was NBC. Okay. Um, so, what, I guess it would have those two big things. But then, that's, those are just reruns. Granted, yeah. people on Netflix now just have the office on all the time. Oh, and yeah. Well, Netflix, like, fucking, they, like, milk that shit. But would you pay for just to have an NBC streaming service just to watch The Office? Well, let's get Chelsea in here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't, don't do that to me. That's a, that's a fun question. Because, like, yeah, Hulu, I think, is good. Because not only could it come out with its own stuff, but it was also catching ABC, Fox, yeah. NBC, and a little other things here or there. Mm-hmm. 
So that was like an awesome kind of catch-all of all your TV kind of like for the week. Yeah, but now everyone's getting greedy where it's like, well, I can do what they're doing. Yeah. Where it's... Ugh. It kind of stinks that like Disney kind of bought it up, so it's going to be their own thing now. Yeah. Because now I wish there was something else that will be like Hulu. Yeah. But has like just a conglomerate of televisions, you know, to yeah. go on top there. I feel like that's way more profitable for everyone. Yeah. Right. Well, it won't make much of a difference once Disney buys NBC. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. <clears throat> Whenever Disney buys out Comcast Universal. God. <laughs> in the biggest buyout in history of like $9 trillion or whatever Jesus, it would be. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then uh, fucking Eisner's our fucking president. <laughs> um. What's his name? Bob Iger? Yeah. I think he's retiring as CEO. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like trying to find... Hiring a dictator for the next (laughs) CEO? I think he's trying to find his replacement, like, as we speak. But he's like, has like plans to retire next year. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's gonna be like the fucking... It'll be like the royal baby. No shit. (laughs) Yeah. They're probably gonna have. They're probably gonna like have like white smoke come out of a chimney when they announce the next CEO of Disney. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Yeah. Insane. What else? What else you got for uh, news? Troy, uh, Taika Waititi's Akira. Yeah. Still in the process of being made. Okay. Uh, it, right now it is gearing for a summer 2021 release. Okay. All right. So that'd be interesting to see. We did a review uh-huh. on the animated Akira. Uh-huh. So go ahead and check that out. Yep. But I'd be curious to see what they do with this. I would be as well. I think it's an odd thing to come to like a mass market. Any like an- anime that's come to like live action, especially from like an Eastern to a Western remake of it. Never really goes off very well. Know, Ghost in the Shell was weird as fuck. Yeah. It just works better. Some things just work better as animation. Yeah. And when they're trying to adapt it, it just comes off as weird and it doesn't have the same vibe. Yeah. I don't think it catches like a mainstream and, audience. And they try and make it appeal to like more <clears throat> of a mass audience too. Yeah. But I don't know. I have faith in Taika Waititi. I think like even if they do try and make it, make him try and uh, make it appeal to more of a mass audience, I think you'll find a way to still make it fun and still harken back to the subject material. Yeah. Granted, I haven't read all of the subject material because there's like like 10 huge books of it or more maybe. Yeah. And the animation, it, it feels kind of jarring because you can definitely tell like they didn't have everything in the animation. Like there, there's some yeah. moments where you're like... So made a jump he, here. <laughs> why is he a big blob monster? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I don't know if he's going to adapt more from the material into it, but even then, like, it seems like a fairly serious and a tad dour of a movie. It just yeah. doesn't seem like the vibe Taika Waititi I know. usually gives off. Yeah. At least that we've seen from him already. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen we've seen plenty of directors that taken a... Uh, a, uh, a shift. Pitch, a shift. Yes. Very well said. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, my last bit of news since we're talking about releases, A Quiet Place's sequel oh. is set for a March of 2020. 
Okay. Release. It's pretty much right around the corner. Yeah, it's it's getting there. <laughs> so I'm curious what they would do with the sequel. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they would really go from there. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not necessarily interested in a sequel so much. Mm. I kind of just like, I like where it kind of left you off, like, just leave it to your imagination of what kind of happens in this world. Yeah. Sometimes I just like that. Yeah. I don't need a follow-up yeah. so much. Maybe but I mean, if money. they got a good idea, then who do I, like, there's not really a bad idea out there. It's money on the table, motherfucker. Yeah, anything can be good, I money suppose. Money on the table. Um... Oh, one more bit of news that I just remembered. Whoa. So take this with a grain of salt. Okay. But I got this. Uh, salt. salt. Thank bay. you. Salt bay it all over this shit. <laughs> there was somebody who, before Endgame came out, uh, predicted almost everything that happened in it. Like, even to the point where Thor is fat and oh, all this shit. kind of stuff. Like, specific stuff. So either it was close to the production... Or something to like that, or had a, like somebody on the inside. He's also came out and said of what's coming down the pipeline for Marvel stuff. Yeah, and they're not gonna do. This is what he said. I don't have any super specific stuff like character wise, but that um, the movies will take more of a shift, and it'll be not like a ten year span of another epic. Yeah, but it'll be like a year. To a year and a half um, little arcs. Okay. So they'll just do like, if they're doing three movies a year, it'll probably be like two years and then that'll kind of wrap up like a mini arc. Okay. And there'll be kind of like stuff happening on Earth and then stuff kind of split out into space. Yeah. And they maybe might not cross each other. It'll be kind of happening in two separate areas. Okay. Um, so does that sound... Interesting to you? I feel like it's the probably the safer thing to do because, mm-hmm. like I said, I, they, it feels like even though it's still popular, it feels like the the comic book movie is on a bit of maybe borrowed time. Sure. Where it's like I think right now it's like the last ten years. I feel like it was safe enough where it was it was so big to where it's like we can we can ride this out. But now I think it's to a point where people's uh, attention span is not as it was, so now they're maybe playing it more safe. I don't know if it's that, or Endgame kind of gave him, like, a clean break. Yeah. And even with its competition, like, DC, yeah, they came out with stuff like Aquaman that won crowds over. Yeah. And um, Shazam was pretty well received. Mm Mm-hmm. We got Wonder Woman 84 down the pipeline, which people yeah. are, exp- like, wanting to see. But kind of after that, anything they've already had in production, um, like, Ray Fisher and Ezra Miller, after the next two days, are no longer under contract for Warner Brothers Pictures. Oh, for no. for DC stuff. Yeah. So, don't look forward to seeing any of those solo movies anytime soon. Yeah. So they're good. I mean, I know you got like Joker and all this kind of stuff, these one off stuff that are maybe coming down yeah. the pipeline. Yeah. But like, does it make me any more interested to see them because they were doing like now one off kind of stuff? Yeah. Not really. Like, I have to. Now I'm going trailer by trailer. Just like, yeah, yeah that looks good. Maybe I'll see that. But like, even then, like, I'm not as stoked for what's coming for the future now. Yeah. 
than what I once was, especially for the next few outings for like Marvel films that we already know that are starting. Yeah. Like a Black Widow movie. I'm like, cool. Like, sure. I, I was fine with kind of what we were given during like the whole like infinity arc of like little, you can just kind of piece together our history. Yeah. And like, I, I heard that the Black Widow movie is not going to be like a full on prequel, like way in the past. Yeah. It's kind of what's happening. I think what's happening between us two sets of movies that already happened. Okay. I think like civil war and infinity war, maybe. Oh shit. Like something like that. Maybe I'm wrong with those movies, but it's something like in between two movies that we've already had come out. Oh, cool. <clears throat> and then we've got like something like the Eternals that's in production, which yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, like, <laughs> I've been surprised before. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. I thought was weird, and that ended up like shaking people yeah. to like it. But I don't know. And I feel like, especially for like Marvel and Disney, I think they have more to lose if they get to a point where it's like oh shit this isn't working we have to scrap everything yeah and now and now that all the information is out there for people to see and they have to be like well this is canceled this is canceled this is canceled this is canceled people can be like uh-oh is there a chink in the armor of <laughs> disney and marvel or then that could probably hurt them more as opposed to being like oh no we'll just we're just cutting this movie out because you know we we just don't have the time for it yeah like I think before they planned so many things in advance where if they fucked up, they fucked up. Yeah. But if they plan it more along the lines of like two year arcs and like this isn't working where it's like, oh, yeah, well, we're just going to cut that out. It's no big deal. Yeah. Then they can they can still play it off as like it's just not working as opposed to being like, yeah, we're cutting an entire fucking thing (laughs) out like DC, like uh, DC and Warner Brothers did. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I think it's fun to give um, now audiences like not just Earth based stories and then Guardians because there's yeah. a lot more cosmic stuff now like Thor I'm pretty sure Hemsworth has like renegotiated so he's gonna be in more movies yeah now that like his character's really caught fire mm-hmm. and then you'll have Guardians films with that and Captain Marvel that's gonna be going on in space yeah you'll probably have like Black Panther Doctor Strange. Which could probably go anywhere. Even oh, like yeah. an Ant Man movie can kind of go anywhere now. With oh no like, shit! So it's like that's going to be kind of happening on Earth. So I don't know. We'll yeah. we'll see. But right now there's not like one huge, other than Guardians, I guess not one big character driven movie that I could see audiences being like super positive on. Yeah. Well, and Black Panther maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah. So yeah, Detroit racist. The fuck. Sorry. Black Panther didn't take me by storm. I'm just going to say it. And, uh, I, I've said it before. We'll go back to the story review of it. Yeah, we, we weren't that high on it, but hey, it, it's good, though. Yeah. It's, it is. I mean, all of them are good. It's yeah. just some of them wave in the public zeitgeist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that's all I got on that. That should be that should cover our news. We went forever on yeah, that's, news. Yeah, that's, 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 all, that's all my news. <clears throat> all I right. don't think there's any bits. We had some pretty big bits the last couple of weeks, yeah. so it's... Good, to, Good to finally have a, <laughs> a nice open week with a nice no open week huge of deaths. no huge deaths. <laughs> but there are things that are done. You bet there are. And uh, I only have one, actually. Yeah, uh, I'll just say I have one. I watched two trailers, but one of them isn't really worth bringing up. So, so we got Terminator. Terminator. Great. Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, like the title, but it's, not... it's whatever. Uh, another... Uh, Jump into the Terminator universe here. Yeah. Uh, we got another 
Apparently, this is also a start of another trilogy. <laughs> Apparently, someone is going hunting. <laughs> that song in the trailer. That, so, the first time I saw this, it was actually when I was scrolling through Facebook, and it just kind of auto-played, and I didn't watch it with any sound. Yeah. And then I think it was almost better without it. <laughs> without just because I watched the it creepy with, dude. Yeah, I watched it's it with like, sound, and it came off like way more dour yeah. than like an action-y set piece. Yeah. Um, I feel like the guy singing the song in this is just like <laughs> staring at me with dead eyes, just being like... I'm going hunting. <laughs> um, there are a few things in it I liked. Um, I like that they got uh, 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 Sarah Connor back. Yeah. The original. Why am I spacing out her name? Oh, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Um, I like that the Terminator design is kind of cool. Like how it's like a liquid metal one yeah, over like, a... Yeah, liquid metal over like an actual Terminator. So they can like work together. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Uh, that kind of was like that in Terminator 3 where it was like a liquid metal exoskeleton over like an, a metal endoskeleton, but it wasn't yeah. able but to they separate didn't, yeah, itself. Yeah, they didn't separate. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I'm optimistic that Tim Miller is directing. Yeah. Um, James Cameron's back as producer, but I don't really care about that as much. Yeah. Producer only... Like James Cameron can really just put him put his name on producer for a bunch of shit and just be like, yeah, I'm producing. I'm not gonna give a shit about it, but I'm yeah. producing. Um, Arnold's back for a looks like some sort of limited role in a cabin somewhere. <laughs> in some cabin. So say that. I'm curious to see it. I never ended up seeing Genesis. Yeah. See, the thing I like about the Terminator movies is that they. They have the most ridiculous fucking action scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, say what you will about Rise of the Machines, but they have some crazy fucking action scenes in that. Yeah. Where even if the movie sucks, that you you have <laughs> you're lying if you didn't enjoy that fucking scene where like they're like chasing each other through like downtown LA and like there's a fucking someone gets like a fucking wire stuck in like a manhole cover and it rips up like the entire street. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty dope. Yeah. Um, so they, they always generally tend to have like some badass action scenes mm-hmm. and it looks like this one also has some pretty sweet action scenes too. Yeah. Um, and regardless of what you think of Terminator three, I kind of like Terminator three. I I'm, do too. It's goofy in some moments, but I like it. Yeah. Uh, does it live up to Terminator 2 and 1 even? No. No. But I think it's fine. It was like the... Compared to what's come after... Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like Salvation, I barely remember that at all. Yeah. I, 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 I barely remember the name. I was going to call it We're Fucking Done Professionally. <laughs> That's all I remember it as. Um, I know that when the trailer came out, it blew me away. Like, I love that trailer even yeah. still. Even, if, with, like, even with it ruining a fucking major plot point. Yeah. All the Terminator movies do that in the trailers. <laughs> even Terminator 2 ruined the twist that Arnold was going to be a good guy in it. Yeah. And it's like, what are you do? Like, looking back, it's like, what are you doing? I know. We go back and watch Terminator 2 where it's like, they never even insinuate that he's a good guy up right. until when he actually does shoot the T-1000. In the hallway, yeah. yeah. But, like, in the trailer, they give away that reveal. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? And then Terminator 3, I think... Uh, I don't remember the trailer in that one so much. I don't think they really reviewed too much in that. Um, 
But then they give away <laughs> freaking Sam Worthington's character. Yeah, being a Terminator. In the Salvation. They give away that uh, Jai... Uh, not Jai Courtney. Um, in J- yeah, they give away that John Connor is, is a Terminator. Also a Terminator. In, in Genesis. Yes. It's like, the fuck are you what doing? What are you doing? So anyway... I don't know. Well, this is a teaser, so they'll probably release another trailer that <laughs> reveals the big plot point in this one. Yeah. But everyone check out that Salvation trailer with the freaking Nine Inch Nails over top of it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's still good. Um, anyway, that's it. Also, check out Credits Do's review on <laughs> Terminator Salvation. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> well, they did, they did that one for uh, Anton Yelkin, I think, didn't they? Mm-hmm. That was one of their Anton Yelkin episodes. <laughs> Yeah. I want to say they barely even talk about Terminator in that. I don't uh, they, remember much yeah. of it at all. It's, oof, I don't know. But I usually enjoy all their episodes. Yeah. Um. Well, before we jump into the tourney of random movies. Yes. I just wanted to applaud both of us here. Yeah. Over this last weekend, we hit 10,000 downloads. 10,000 downloads on Podbean yeah. or anywhere. Well, they count all, everything. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's even, that's. I think pretty great because we started from scratch when we jumped to Podbean yeah. as we our hosting site. We started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> so we used to be hosted by SoundCloud, and then when I thought SoundCloud was going to go out of business and we were going to lose all of our episodes, yeah. I took them all onto Podbean, rather. Yeah. We started from zero, and this last weekend we just hit 10K downloads, which to some sounds like very little, but to us I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's over the course of, uh, well, we started in July of 2017. So, uh, yeah, almost like a little under two years, we've got 10,000, over 10,000 downloads. Pretty solid. So I think, I think we're doing pretty decent. Pretty decent. And, uh, I, before we jumped there, we were on SoundCloud for like three years. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 we did, we put in the work. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And we got to thank all the fans out there downloading all yeah. these apps. Thank you, all you peeps out there, for listening to us each and every week. Even though this is, like I always say, this is literally like our poker night where we just get together and watch a movie and then drink beer and talk about it <laughs> in dumb manners. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's it's great. It's we fun. don't get anything from this but camaraderie. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. It, it literally gives us a reason to not talk to each other over the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah. It's ruined our friendship completely. <laughs> yeah. We're literally hollow shells of people. <laughs> uh, but what do we got for the tourney of random movies this week? Well, Troy, I'm changing it up because you brought up an idea last week that I'm kind of into. All right. So, uh, of course, first I'll say the winner of this week's was, uh, of course, we had... Uh, Neighbors versus Wild Hogs. Mm-hmm. Did you see one, Troy? Um, no, I did not. Well, Troy, uh, my begging did not work because Wild Hogs what? <laughs> fucking beat Neighbors. God. All right. So, yeah. So Wild Hogs is moving on into the tournament for our quarter. I love a quarter finals. Great. Alongside The Conjuring, Misery, Warm Bodies, A Goofy Movie, King Kong, Monsters, Inc., and Alita Battle Angel. All right. So, Troy, for this tournament... God, Wild Hogs, 71%. 
Why do fucking people love that movie so much? <sighs> I don't know. All right, go on with what you're saying. So for this this uh, quarterfinals, I usually do trivia. I'm going to save that for the semifinals. Okay. you brought up an idea last week that I'm kind of into. Okay. Where I want you to form the rest of the bracket. Okay. So I will ask you each week which two movies out of these are going to go head-to-head, and then they will move on to face each other as it goes on. All right. So our first quarter level quarterfinal <laughs> match out of Alita Battle Angel, Monsters Inc., King Kong, a Goofy Movie, Warm Bodies, Misery, The Conjuring, and Wild Hogs, which two movies will go head-to-head this week? I am writing them all down so I can see them in front of me. Okay. Alita Battle Angel, Monsters, Inc., Wild Hogs. King Kong. King Kong. Okay. A Goofy Movie. Goofy. Okay. Warm Bodies. Warm Bodies. Misery. And The Conjuring. Misery. Conjuring. And while you're thinking, hand me another uh, Heine. Brewski. You got it, bud. Put another Heine in my hand, bro. All right. So, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put up, and tell me if this is already in the, would be in the, the original bracket. Do you have that available? Or do you, are you totally. Would it be in the original bracket? Or like what I would have. The ones I already have going against each other, I'm going to pick. Well, just give me this week's. We'll, we'll reveal them as it goes on. Right. So like the first match. Um, I'm going to put the kids' movies together. Okay. And I'm going to put Monsters, Inc. versus a Goofy movie. Wow. There you go. Kids' week, everybody. Yes. Monsters, Inc. versus a Goofy movie. Yes. So we'll see what moves on. I'm sure you're probably rooting for Monsters, Inc. Because you're... I know you're, you've been like... Your mind has been blown at the fact that a Goofy movie <laughs> is still in this tournament. Yeah. It really has. So there we go. Monsters, Inc. versus a Goofy movie for our first quarter. I love a quarterfinal match. I'm I'm curious. Okay. All right. Good pick, Troy. Thanks. Thanks. I like this. I want to put them up against worthy contenders of each other. Okay. So it's not just like a Goofy movie versus misery. Even though sometimes those are fun to see complete blowouts, even if it is one. Yeah. Or major upsets. Yeah. But I, w- I just want to put them up against something that it's similar to. Fair enough. So they're both, the kids' movies aren't eliminated, like, let's say, in the, r- in the same uh, okay. round. I think this is a fun way to do the tournament from now on. Okay. I'll lay out the bracket, and then you lay out the rest of the bracket. Okay. From then on. Okay. A good... Second round sh- mix them up. Second round mix them ups. There you go. There you have it, people. We got a Goofy Movie versus Monsters, Inc. Who's going to move on? Find out next week. And then find out what Troy picks for the next matchup. For the mix mix them up. Out of all of the winners so far. Yes. All right. So, with that, why don't we get into the highlight of the show. The main event. The main event. Top of the hour. The creme de la creme. Yes. Uh, Brightburn dropped into theaters May 24th, 2019. Summer release. Oh, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) 
Had an opening weekend box office of $7.8 million with a budget of $6 million. Wow. So it's already overtaken its budget in its opening weekend. $6 million. Wow, that's a really small budget. Yeah. Um, I want to actually kind of get into that a little bit later. Okay. Domestically so far, it's made $10.7 million. Worldwide, $18.5 million. So it's easy to say, I would think now that it's making profit oh yeah <laughs> i think just domestically it's already overturned its profit so oh, that's yeah. good um rotten tomatoes has this at 57 percent Ooh, not not the greatest not the greatest imdb 6.6 out of 10 metacritic 45 percent wow and gamer headquarters <laughs> gives it a five out of what i don't know out of five Maybe. Maybe they thought that was a perfect movie. It was a perfect film. <laughs> um, this movie was written by Brian and Mark Gunn. Yeah. Produced by James Gunn. Whoa. I got more to say on that a little bit later. Okay. Um, I think that's all I got right up top. So, JT, what happened in Brightburn. Well, we follow the Briar family that grows up in the small town of Brightburn. Mm-hmm. And they uh, are have a adopted child that they've named Brandon. Brandon Briar. Who uh, is realizing that he is not what he thought he was. Where... Uh, he finds out that he may very well be uh, an alien from another planet mm-hmm. who is starting to develop these feelings that are causing him to be more violent and also develop uh, what would some people would call uh, a superpowers <laughs> of some sort. Yeah. That leads him on a rampage that takes this small town of Brightburn in a little bit of a tailspin, so mm. to say. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very There's good. not really much plot to say beyond that. No. no. <laughs> uh, so, from the trailers of this movie, we've said it before, it was a fun kind of homage to the Man of Steel trailers that came out. Yeah. Um, almost to the point where they almost used a very similar theme. Yeah. And you hear hints of it in the movie, too. Yeah, it doesn't fully do it. It has, like, uh, kind of the beginning, like, piano tune yeah like and when then they it, have like touching moments in the movie where it's like boom 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 mm-hmm. um but this is like straight up horror movie yeah no there's there's no <laughs> superhero <laughs> aspect to it at all no you're you're not led to believe that this is going to be like a person that could be a hero in any way shape or form that um that was the one thing like halfway through the movie i was like kind of felt misled by the trailers a bit. Yeah. Um I'll yeah, I'll get into it in spoilers. Yeah. But this movie it knows what it's doing. They even have yeah. uh even and then after in like a credits scene, they do even like throw out like a thing where it's like, okay, you know what you're doing. Uh-huh. But you just wanted to make a horror movie based on this. Yes. Uh 
a, a little fun fact that the school that it was shot in is the same school that the Stranger Kid or Stranger Things um, uh, production uses. Fun. Fun fact. Um, I also I liked the fact that this six million dollar budget was stretched because I wouldn't be able to I couldn't have told you that it was made for so cheap yeah compared to like other movies out there yeah like there's not a whole lot of locations in this movie mm-hmm. uh like maybe three huge ones like the farmhouse the school which is minor and like a diner yeah there's not a lot of setting in this not a, not a whole lot so like and they probably filmed on maybe except for like inside the barn I think they probably filmed just on location. Which mm-hmm. looked like fairly inexpensive to shoot at. Yeah. The one thing probably James Gunn got really good at working at um, Troma was to how to stretch a budget to its maximum. Yeah. Like the I don't even know what their highest cost of something was, but like probably maybe getting Elizabeth Banks on yeah. this. Yeah. She's probably the biggest star in this, and even like um, who she plays off of, David Denman. Who is Roy from The Office? Yeah, I really like him. Dude, those two are actually really good in this. They are. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks is good. Like, I feel like the most of the problems I have with Elizabeth Banks is mostly based on her character. But yeah, uh, David Denman, you said his name was. He's fucking awesome in this. Yes, there's so many parts in this where he seems like the most level-headed person. Yeah. Out of everyone in this movie. Yeah. And he plays it to a T where it's like, I would do that. I would be that guy. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the guy I would be in this situation. Yeah. I I actually really enjoyed um, all the actors in this, minus one. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of the main kid in this. Yeah. I know he was supposed to come off like kind of cold. Yeah. But even then, I'm just like... Even before, like, all the things kind of go down, I still never was able to get behind you, really. Yeah, like... But yeah, this, this is one of those performances where I don't know whether to hold it against him or hold it against what they wanted him to do. Yeah, I was on, on the same boat. But, like, I was really enjoying um, the mother and father in this, uh, David yeah. Denman and Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. I thought their relationship seemed real. Yeah. I really like them both in this as... Their, their performances. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just really happy with that. Like, even, like, their interactions with um, secondary characters, it's like, that just seems like a real reaction yeah. to something like this. Like, mm-hmm. their kid taken to the office and this bitch of a mom is, like, just bitching him out yeah. for whatever reason. Even their reaction to her is just <laughs> like, shut up. We'll deal with it ourselves. Don't tell us how to raise our son yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. I really enjoy that. And then with shit, it's a fan. I think their reactions, I think, are genuinely warranted. Yeah. On both sides, because both of them are kind of have conflicting ideals on what should be done. Yeah. But I like that each one of them had a very strong argument yeah. for the other. Like, I'm not a parent, but I do feel like Elizabeth Banks' character, and maybe that's just what she's supposed to do, but I feel like she's way more lenient on things to a point where it's like, yeah, I mean, 
it's fucked up, though. You have yeah. to admit it's fucked up. Yeah. But she never admits that it's fucked up until it's way, way, way too, way late. too late. Yeah, I mean, I... Like there's a but scene, I feel it needs to have that in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's like a scene in here where I was like, man, it would be <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. cool. It'd be so cool if like she did this in this one scene. I'll bring it up when we start doing going into spoilers. Where like she finally admits that it's way too fucked up. I'll bring it up when we when we talk about spoilers. Sure. But yeah, like I I do agree that you do need like that character that's so like still in, behind him. Yeah, that's that's it's still trying to be like that protective parent to the point where it's like you do realize now you're killing people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going doing this. Yeah. Um I I actually uh I'm going to say this now and not leave it for spoilers, but so the movie is like a straight up like horror movie. Yeah. And I, going in, I thought it was going to be more of, like, a deconstruction of, like, the Superman motif. Yeah. It uses that as a shorthand to get you places. Like, yeah. everyone knows the Superman origin story. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a, uh, a crash spaceship with a child inside, and now they're raised on Earth by a kindly Midwestern couple. Yep. They use that ideal to use a shorthand to get to a point, which I... Think is fine. Like everyone knows that story. Yeah. But then after that, I feel like it jumps so quick to get to what they want to do. Yeah. That I would like to see more of that middle ground. Yeah. To see more of a transition to how they get there. Cause I find that as a more interesting idea than where they just jump to pretty quickly yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And they do present. They do present an idea in here to try and make it make sense, and I like that, but I don't think it works for what they're trying to do in this movie. Because mm. they um, do they do a, a... I feel like they do this so much, but they do a classroom foreshadowing oh. in this, where I was like, like, okay, I get it. And then what they do in it, it's, it's cool, but I feel like that... Combined with a Superman origin type of story, yeah, I feel like it's almost too much. I almost kind of want those separate. I'll talk more about that in spoilers when we start okay. talking about everything. But yeah, I feel like they're they take something that could be a cool story in and of itself, and they just use it as a roundabout way to explain why he's going crazy and killing people. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really have much to say that isn't a spoiler, mm -hmm. but I I was kind of going into this and seeing where it was going, even like halfway through, I was like, ah, I don't think this is what I wanted. And I think even think on a rewatch, I think knowing what was going to happen, I think I'd still feel the same way that yeah. I'd want this movie to be more of like a, a deconstruction of this archetype of character. Yeah. Um, rather than just like a jump scare horror movie. Yeah. I, I know, like, the movie presented itself as, like, what if Superman, like, experienced things in his life that turned him to this, mm -hmm. but then it just kind of turned into, I want to do Superman raise a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I've already seen better, like, I've already read things better than that. Yeah. Already. Oh, yeah. I, you've brought up things on this show that's better than, that's better things of that. Yeah. And it, I don't know, I... I I hate being like super like saying shit like this on there, but it just feels like 
they took a lazy roundabout way to get to, I want to do Superman killing innocent people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, with that out of the way, would you recommend going to the theater to see this? Not to the theater. Maybe rent it. Cause like you brought up James Gunn and his trauma past. Mm-hmm. There's some trauma esque fucking shit mm-hmm. in here in terms of <laughs> violence. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> One in general. <laughs> Two in general. I might have. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Two in general. Um, oh, God. I'm choking. Oh, uh, that being said, I also really like the uncle in this. Yeah. Badger. Badger from Breaking Bad. <laughs> I love him in everything that I see. Yeah. Um. So when he showed up in this, I'm like, hell yeah. And Steve Agee's in this for a little bit, too. I oh, love yeah. Steve Agee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has like zero parts in this except for one scene. And I'm like... I love more Steve Agee. Just yeah. give him to me. Okay, so I would also say go ahead and rent this as well. Um, so spoilers from here on out if you care about spoilers. Yeah. So I was I I've already said that I was kind of disappointed that this was like just a straight up horror movie. Um, I felt like it really dove heavy into being horror, where but not great horror either. No. Like it did a lot of jump scares in this. I'm like, is this all yeah. this is gonna be? And a lot of like. A lot of like just those horror scenes where it's like, hello? Yeah. And it's just quiet, Who's quiet. Here? And like, just jump out already. Yeah. Like, just fucking kill. <laughs> You're, this person's dead. Just fucking kill them. Yeah. Um, so, and the one thing I want to jump to as well. So, it does like the, the rocket ship to Earth really quick. And then it does a time jump 10 years later. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, like. I don't really need... It does, like, a montage, and then 10 years later... Yeah. Like, I don't really need to see, like, the to- entire upbringing yeah. from, like, a toddler up to, like, It was funny, like because 12. they totally... They totally took, like, fucking home videos of this kid, and they just kind of put, like, Elizabeth Banks' voiceover <laughs> yeah. over it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Like, they... You can even see in the videos, like, they found ways to, like, cut out the heads of, like, the parents actually pushing a kid around. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, look what dad's doing. And it's just like, you're just like this big black figure just pushing (laughs) the fucking kid around in a, in in like some kind of like toy. Yeah. Um, so then when it jumps to make, uh, in time a little bit, it's very, uh, there's only a small amount of time, maybe 20 minutes. Cause this movie, I think is only like 90 minutes long. It's It's not not long. Which like, I, I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, me. Yeah, me too. It's uh, an hour 30. It's yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah. And I think 20 minutes of it, if that, are just the points where you're trying to get to know this kid. Yeah. Up until where shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. And I think that's wasn't enough time because in that amount of time, I never really got behind or even really liked this kid yeah. so much. You kind of got to witness him getting his powers for a, a brief stint. And then from there, as soon as he discovers, even during a sleepwalk where his spaceship is, yeah, it just is like, now I'm bad for no reason. Yeah. And I'm like, really? I would love to see like a progression yeah. of this. Yeah. Uh, Rather than just be like, Oh, now I know where my spaceship is. It's just telling me to be bad. It's like, yeah. come on. That's not interesting. <laughs> like, uh, from what I gathered, because I like I brought up earlier that they do a, which is done so much nowadays. They do the classroom foreshadowing, especially uh-huh. when they do with kids, where like 
there's a lesson being taught in class, and it just so happens to tell you, like, what the plot of the movie is, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And this whole thing where, like, the, the teacher is teaching this class about how there's two different kinds of wasps in the world. There's, like, the, uh, the ones that are, like, the breeders, where they all come to, they pretty much, like, come together and give birth to a bunch of wasps. And there's, like, the predators, where they come in, and they, like, basically give the breeder class like they're young and they bully them into into raising them as their own mm-hmm. and like a part of me like i i liked all that and then it also kind of like made me think about like oh well that's a cool concept where it's like what if there was two type of human like a breeder human and a predator human where it's like so when if puberty is supposed to be where it's like you're developing all these feelings for what you're supposed to be us humans as breeders where it's like, oh, well, shit, well, now all this thing, stuff is happening to my body where it's like, now I want to have, now I'm, like, looking at women in a certain way and I'm mm-hmm. looking at sex a certain way and now I'm masturbating. <laughs> mm-hmm. What would that be to, like, what would be considered a predator human where it's like, I can't kill myself. Mm-hmm. I can't, uh, I can't do, like, violent, I can't do violence to other things without it get, get, garnering attention. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that idea of it. Where it's like, he's now entering puberty, and now he has no outlet for the feelings that he's coming across, which is, instead of sex, it's violence. Mm. Yeah. So I like that idea of it, but the fact that they're now bombarding with a bunch of, like, Superman lore, it's like, well, then it it doesn't, it kind of takes away from it. Like, I would like it where it's like, if they adopt this kid, and he, there's no, nothing super about him, they just kind of, maybe, like find out where it's like through his DNA or some shit, whatever, where it's like, well, no, like he has like this chromosome in him that makes him this predator type human Mm -hmm. where when he gets into puberty, he's not a breeder. He's a predator Mm. and it make it. That's what caused him to be a bully and what causes him to do these violent things to where it's like, well, I even love where it's like, the kid never shows, like, he's gonna ever kill his parents. Mm-hmm. Like, he still seems like he genuinely loves his parents. But it's just, like, when they finally take it in their own hands, that they're like, we have to stop him, is where he's, like... Like, he seems, like, genuinely hurt that they're gonna try and kill him, where it never really registers to him. And uh, that's... Like, yeah, the kid's not the greatest actor, but those are the kind of scenes that I like the most, where it's like, I trusted you. Hmm. Like I'm giving in to my yeah. feelings, and I trusted you, and now you're turning on me, and now I have to kill you. Mm-hmm. So I like all that stuff, but like, like I said, this movie it feels so much like a. What if Superman was a dick? Where it, it feels like all that stuff is thrown to the wayside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I I feel um, pretty much the same. Like yeah, I I I kind of forgot about that classroom scene where it kind of foreshadows the whole movie yeah it's like oh there's honeybees and there's wasps and yeah there's all this like, kind of stuff it? we did a movie where it was oh um ah that horror movie we did uh <laughs> the one with the cult the one with the cult uh where the the one uh daughter loses her head uh i don't remember I don't remember. God damn it. We did it on here, but like, (laughs) 
But that had a that had like one too where like they they're like the kids sitting in a classroom when they're talking about like oh uh, hereditary hereditary yeah they <clears> had that in this too they had like a foreshadowing thing in that like like this too but the foreshadowing was more like well if you don't understand this then you wouldn't like it kind of thing mm-hmm. where like yeah and I think Breaking Bad did that a bunch too like there's I feel like. It's getting to a point now where like classroom foreshadowing is starting to become so much of a thing where it's like, okay, kind of back off on a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. And th- it also um, sets up to the pseudo, not love interest for the kid, but a pseudo infatuation yeah. for a girl in his class that comes up later, yeah. which I found like the, those were really creepy scenes, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, the, the direction that went, mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy the scenes cause they were terribly creepy, <laughs> yeah. but I like where that progression went. Yeah. Um, and, but like <clears throat> it, going on the whole, like, like the whole predator thing, like I like how the kid, his only, like the one only means he has of trying to get what he wants is to bully people. Like, even if he does want to like, like hit on this girl, He's only designed to bully her into being with him. Yeah, but like that. So he understands pretty quickly on that he's like an alpha predator. Yeah. Like that he is untouchable because he's like, I stuck my hand in a lawnmower and it didn't do nothing. And I can throw the lawnmower really far. Yeah. A lot to do with destroying lawnmowers. He fu- yeah. How the fuck did he get away with destroying that lawnmower? How did <laughs> the dad not ground him for life? <laughs> I was like, you beat the fuck out of my lawnmower. <laughs> what the fuck? Did you that eat a stump? Shit, yeah, that shit costs money. <laughs> that looked like a shitty lawnmower, P.S. It did. Like, I bought a lawnmower at Walmart for $100, okay? Yeah. That thing looks like it's trying to been going from the 70s. <laughs> Le- like, level up a bit. Yeah. I see you have smartphones. Yeah. <laughs> you could have bought a lawnmower instead. The dad could have a flip phone. He's not, he's not fucking tweeting. That's true. That's true. Um, the dad didn't look like a tweeter. I'm he so- didn't look I'm like sorry. a tweeter. I'm sorry. Also, you don't really know what he does. Is he, he a farmer? farmer? He's a farms. He's got chickens. He's got chickens. That farm, it looks shitty, though. Yeah, it looked pretty Everything decrepit. in it is, like, rusty and, like, broken down. Yeah. That's why I think they could f- film there, because it, that's how they'd stretch yeah. their budget. Also, but, like, Elizabeth Banks in this, she is, like, hippie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I made fun of Molly. Does she work? <laughs> yeah. I made fun of Molly, or I was like, Molly, she's literally wearing everything that you would wear. <laughs> and she was like, yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, like, it's this, like, fucking rock t-shirt with, like, a fucking, like, Afghan, <laughs> like, some kind of, like, flowing Afghan <laughs> thing that she puts over herself. And, like, yep. her hair tied back in, like, a bandana. I was like, Molly, that's you. Yep. <laughs> um. So, uh... Overall, like, I, I kind of think that this was, like, not, I'm not going to say this was, like, a rush job, because I think what they did, some parts in this, I thought they did pretty good. Yeah. So, this writ- was written by uh, Brian and Mark Gunn, and I feel like it needed maybe a few more passes of a script. Yeah. And I think the only way it got even made was because James Gunn produced it. Yeah. And they had an in with the gun. Yeah. <laughs> 
mostly because their last names are the same. Yeah. Well, I I'll say the main reason I think it got made is because it's such a critique on su- like it seems like such a critique on Superman. Yeah, but not I don't even think it really is. Like it uses that um well, it's entrance a- of the character as like a shorthand. Yeah. But like after that like uh, it's just a superpowered character that goes bad. But he it, has literally every single power of Superman. Well, like to go into not this and every be, power. To go into okay. this. Okay. Does he make a duplicate of himself oh, in his hand? Troy, shut up. <laughs> I'm just busting your balls. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if did you you saw that like end credit sequence, right? I didn't see the post. Oh, I saw the end credit sequence. I didn't. Yeah. Was there a post one? No, to this? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't stick stay around for that, that either. But this movie leg- legit is. Like, if you thought that they were tongue-in-cheek with the Superman stuff, it, like, solidifies it at the end where it's like, yeah, we are making shit about Superman. Yeah. But it's like, they don't go around, they don't try and, like, dive into the lore of it. It's just like, he's just a dickhead Superman. Yeah, but I, at the same time, like, that's, like, my, one of my biggest concerns about the movie is, like, he's a dick for no reason. Yeah. But, like, like... From what I said, I think the idea of, like, the alpha predator person is cool. The idea of developing a Superman who ends up being evil is cool. But combining those, I think, is too much to where it just feels like, okay, Mm -hmm. now you're just being lazy. Like, I feel like developing either of those would be cool, but then just combining them and, and giving that as the excuse for why this is this. It, it, I don't think it adds up to, like, a full-fledged story. Yeah. I feel like if um, this movie had maybe 15 more minutes tacked onto it, and you got to see, like, a progression of how he gets to where it is, I would enjoy this movie a lot more. Yeah. And then once it gets to, like, yeah, now I'm full-on just gonna do evil shit. Like, I think yeah. the, the payoff would be much better. Yeah. And... I could get behind more of the character. Like if he like, so for instance, the, the lady who runs the diner and her like horrible trauma, like trauma scene where she pulls the glass out of her eye, (sighs) which I'm like, that was a pretty good effect. And I think it was practical. How? I (laughs) want to say because when she even like moved her eye, the glass would move too. Oh, God. And I think it was like a contact lens, which they had like a piece that she could take out of it. Oh God! Like granted, like the she'll pro- the CG probably added like the oh, extra yeah, yeah. point yeah, to yeah, it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I w- I want to say she had a contact lens with like a, a look like a shard of glass like hanging out of it. So when she oh, move her eye, yeah. the glass would move with it. Yeah, I was like, that's a really good creepy effect. It is literally like the grossest thing. <laughs> And, <laughs> yes. and like, I'm surprised they even put that in the trailer. Like, if, so am I. Like, they should have just kept that for the movie because if the lit- the moment it came up on the movie, even me and Molly were just like, "Oh God, <laughs> God damn!" It. But they make it linger with so much more in the movie too. Yeah. Like, you watch her th- pull every single centimeter of glass <laughs> out of her eye. Yeah, and then once she gets it all out, her eye just pukes up blood. Yeah, and it's like. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, gross. But then, like she, like, and then, like in the in the trailer, she has her her hand over her eye the whole time. 
She doesn't put her hand over her eye for shit nah. in the movie. You're just watching this big blood bag hang out of her fucking eye socket <laughs> while she's running around trying to trying to like avoid this like super boy trying to kill her where you're like fucking cover that shit up it's yeah. gross nasty um and then the other <coughs> trauma moment was when badger <laughs> oh driving down the, the road yeah like now was trying to escape brandon yeah um gets the full brunt of like a he takes his, like, he, Brandon picks up the car and drops it, like, nose first into the ground. Right. And then Badger fucking, his jaw breaks over the steering wheel. And yeah. then it's like, like, Brandon just walks over and just, like, stands over him as he's, like, trying to hold his jaw on. Yeah. And some, and for no reason at all, he just, like, pulls his hands away every once in a while. And the jaw just hangs down <laughs> over, like, yeah. Good Jesus. Lord, just hold that shit in place, <laughs> you gross son of a bitch. Because they tease it for a little bit where he's like just holding it. Yeah. Because you kind of see it for a split second when yeah, it you happens. You see it when it happens, but he's just holding his hand, both his hands there. <clears throat> and you're like, and, oh my God. <sighs> and then like he takes his hand away and, and his jaw just kind of swings off and he's just gargling blood. And, and it's like, like oh. my God, yeah. man. Yeah, James Gunn goes full trauma in this sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty. I, I like that. Um, yeah, that it actually showed like a really good horror gore in this. Oh yeah. I, I actually I don't even think I was expecting it to be as yeah gory as it was in places. Yeah, which I appreciated. Yeah, there's not a lot of super violent scenes, but the violent scenes they give you are gross. Yeah. Even to the point at the very end where the lady the owns the diner is like kind of dissected on a wall. Like yeah. beneath where he keeps his spaceship. Yep. I'm like, Jesus, that's another yeah. horrifying but that's moment. Like, that's like another thing that's like a that's like kind of like his masturbation for being like an alpha male or yeah. like an alpha predator type thing where it's like he's literally has her like splayed out like an autopsy almost. Like yeah. just like pulling her organs out and shit, where yeah. it's like that's his way of like well. I, to try and avoid killing more people, I'm just going to just pull the guts out of this woman <laughs> that I killed in a diner. Yeah. Or it's like, uh, whatever gets you off, I guess, Christ. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just want to keep going back to like, with, with him just going bad, like at the drop of a hat. Yeah. I'm just like, I feel like I missed a lot here. Because once he is, I'm just like, okay, he's like, now he's unstoppable. I liked the fact that like it still dealt with what the parents should do with him. Yeah. Like, um, how the dad is like, listen, we need to nip this in the bud right now. He is an alien. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the mother's like, well, I, we've raised him since he was a baby. He's like ours. How could you do this? We've wanted a baby for so long. And even though it's kind of crazy at one point where she's still like, Oh baby. It's okay. It's okay. She's a, he's my, still my baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I st- I still think you needed that in the movie. Yeah. Um, but I like the point where it kind of misdirects you to where, um, the dad's like looking at old photos and stuff of him and the son, and he's like, you know what? I want to take him out to go hunting. Try to. But no, I love that shit though. Where it's it's him being like, I'm still his dad. Yeah. Like it's it's not he 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 never comes across as like this kid's a fucking freak 
he needs to be destroyed. Yeah. They still throw in that small scene where it's like, but he's still my son. This freak is my son. Yes. <laughs> but like, like this comes up to that point where it's like, I would have loved that so much where like when the dad is talking to Elizabeth Banks about like, I'm going to, I'm going to take Brandon hunting tomorrow. And she's like, okay, do what you know you have to do. Where it's like, sh- then that's when she decides that it's like, I know what you're going to do. And I support you. See, I don't even think she does at that point. No, I don't. But I would love it if she would have. Oh, I gotcha. Where I it's gotcha. like if they got to that point and she's like, okay, just I'll 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 make sure just make sure you do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Where like I want them to both come to the realization at that point where even even when after all this defense that she's done of him, like she's like she knows what he's going to why she's taking him hunting, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Yeah. Where I think that would have made me give more respect to Elizabeth Banks' character. Because it's like up until like the very fucking end where she's like, I gotta kill this guy. <laughs> yeah. But, but and it, it's to the point where it's like, she's literally turning cops to salsa. And she's like, he could change? <laughs> yeah. like, no! No, he will not. <laughs> he will not. When he's like tearing ass through that house, just terrifying Yeah. Her. It's like, what is happening here? Yeah. But I would have had way more respect for her, like, in that scene where he's like, I'm going to take Brandon hunting, and she's like, good, mm-hmm. do what you have to do. I, um, I kind of, I, I liked that, um, she doesn't really, like, nobody wins in this. No. Like, you think, you Except find Brandon, out. Brandon, Brandon wins. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you find out early that the only thing that can hurt him is his spaceship. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty blatant foreshadowing yeah that's the thing that i I think i have the biggest uh eye roll over this movie is that they legit they might as well just have like a flashing applause sign every time (laughs) there's some sort of foreshadowing in this because it's so fucking blatant yeah it's like oh no he fell on a spaceship and cut his hand is that gonna come back i've never bled before (laughs) is that gonna come back in any way (laughs) The I that was another negative I gave this film too that I found it completely predictable of where yeah. it was gonna go. This um, movie was borderline. Might as well have fucking Blue from Blue's Clues just put his paw on everything that's gonna come back later. Yeah, where it's like, how should we defeat Brandon? <laughs> Blue just put his hand on his spaceship. <laughs> the one thing should we use the spaceship. <laughs> 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 the one thing that I was like, okay, it kind of subverted my expectations a little bit is that they never end up killing him. He just takes when he she uh Elizabeth Banks tries, he catches her hand yeah. and like breaks her arm, yeah. flies her into space and just drops her. Yeah. I was like, okay. Okay. But even then by that point in time, I'm like I need something bigger to happen to yeah. like there I I still know I, I kind of assumed that if she wasn't going to get through this, like it's going to end like the, how it did. Yeah. Um, and so I wasn't really blown away at the ending. I kind of predicted everything that was going to happen. Yeah. I was a pretty big fan of him just crashing the plane into his house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To cover up everything. Yeah. I, uh, so that was kind of like a, a, a negative, but, uh, overall, um, I, I really don't know, 
um, if this movie was all I wanted it to be. No, uh, same here. Like, I, I didn't... Like I said, I think they combined two things that I would have been interested in seeing and just combined them in a way where it's like, well, this is because of this, so just accept it. Yeah. Where it's like, you you presented two things I would want to see kind of flushed out, and instead of flushing both of them out, they made it... Like, I want to see movie A and I want to see movie B, but they presented a movie where it's like, if A, then B. Mm. Or I'm like... Well, then you're not really... I don't feel fulfilled in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I guess all in all, I'm just going to give my grade right now. I think I'm going to give this movie a C. Yeah? I I didn't hate it overall. I just found it kind of predictable. Um, I wanted more of a deconstruction of the Superman archetype rather than just like using it as like a shorthand and then just just jumping to straight evil, like pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and I didn't really necessarily think it was that great of a horror movie either, even though that's what it, it pretty much was. Yeah. I didn't, and I don't think it was clever enough. Yeah. Like it was just jump scares. Yeah. Like there was never really any terror that was built up. It's just okay. like, Oh, it's kind of getting quiet now. Here comes a jump scare. Yeah. Like I just didn't feel like it was well executed. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it. I think I'll. I think I liked it a little bit more than you. I think I might give it a B minus, just because. Uh, like, if I give something a C, in any way, I I feel like it's a movie you don't need to see. But there's like probably moments that you should probably check out, and mm-hmm. I feel like, all in all, I think this is like a decent rental. Like I feel like I like like you said I like the relationship with the parents. I feel like even though like the kid's not the strongest, there are some scenes where like he's being intimidating where it's like this kid's creepy as fuck. Mm. And like I said, I like the idea of of like presenting like an alpha mate like an alpha predator type person that's introduced into like this class of breeding people where it's like what if what if puberty did not involve you being sexually aroused? What if it made you more accustomed to wanting to be more violent and wanting to be, to examine like what makes a person tick or what makes a person die. Mm. Like even like that scene where like she like takes those, uh, like those magazine clippings out of like the, out of like the bottom of his bed where it's like, Oh, Oh, this kid. And Oh, Oh God, internal organs. Oh Jesus Christ. (laughs) Or like, it just starts getting more and more gross as he's, as she's going through like these magazine clippings. Yeah. It's like that, like that's kind of like a cool concept of like, what if puberty just meant you became more violent, Mm. but the fact that they combine that with any Superman where you're like, Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, but like outside of that, I think, like the kills are worth seeing and like uh I don't know. Like I I didn't hate it, but I, I wouldn't go out of my way to see it. But I think there I think it's it's still a noteworthy enough movie where I if you're gonna rent it, I would watch it all the way through. Mm. Yeah. So I, I give it a B minus. Okay. Um there is one thing during the uh, credits where Michael Rooker shows up in this as like a YouTube conspiracy theorist yeah. person. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, I didn't really put this together and I read this in IMDb trivia 
that they kind of um, throw together that it's like a Justice League esque. Yeah, it's like things. an evil Justice League because he talks about like there's a there's a person that lives in the sea that's terrorizing sailors, and there's like this witch from the 1800s that uses a lasso to kill people. Yeah, <laughs> I but when I was watching it though, I just took it as he's doing all of it, like the Brightburn kids doing all of it. And, like, that's just all the other places that he's terrorized. Maybe. And, like, the local legends just takes it as, like, an underwater person or, like, a witch. Maybe. Um, but it was also funny to see that, like, he looked, he showed up other conspiracy theories up on his wall, and the Crimson Bolt from Super was up there. <laughs> <laughs> and I was that's like, fantastic. oh, really? Like, I caught it during the movie, and then I was yeah, like. James Gunn directed that, didn't he? Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, I, I. Th- I thought it was, I caught it during the movie because it's only up there for like a second. Like, Shut up, crime. Was that Rain Wilson up there? And then I went and looked it up and I'm like, yeah, sure enough. Yeah, he was on there. That's amazing. So I was like, oh, that's pretty funny. Something that uh, got brought up that I thought was hilarious. I listened to this podcast where they reviewed this and they said that it would be awesome if for a sequel to this, it involves a bald billionaire who spends a bunch of money to try and stop him. Mm. All right. <laughs> Sure, I'd be in. So he's like almost a good guy. Yeah. And so it like flip flops their roles. Yeah. All right. I would be more interested in that. Yeah. But I would like it not as a horror movie so much. No. But um, yeah, I, I'd be I'd buy into that. I think it's made like, of- an, like an Alien Two to Aliens, where like he gets like a mercenary group to try and stop him. Sure. That'd be sweet. Sure. Make it ter- turn into something. I don't need it to turn into like a huge franchise. But no, at least no, no. Maybe a follow up. But fun. like, if you're gonna if you're gonna play off this whole like tongue in cheek, he's Superman thing. It'd be fun to get like some kind of like billionaire type person where it's <laughs> like I'm gonna stop this thing. Sure, Jeff Bezos. Oh God, <laughs> not Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Fuck. He's too busy overworking people to have to piss in buckets. <laughs> Um, so anyway, yeah, there you go for Brightburn. Um, is there anything else you've been into this last week, JT? Well, like I brought up earlier, I did watch the movie Fighting With My Family, uh, the film written and directed by Stephen Merchant, hmm. where, uh, he talks about the, the career of Paige yep. up to this point, and it is produced by WB Films, and this is, I was gonna bring up all that shit that you brought up about WB before... In this segment, because, like, I wasn't a big fan of the movie, but uh, uh, they do, like, instances where they talk about, like, her brother, which I thought was really interesting, where they do, like, a whole story arc with him, where, like, he realizes, like, he's a good wrestler, it's just that he's not meant to be, like, a star, like, he's meant to, like, push people to that point where they become a star, which... I thought it was, like, a cool concept to bring up, like, in a movie like this. Because it's always... In movies like this, it's always, like, yeah, you're you're meant to be a star or whatever. But they, yeah. like, found a way to, like, like shine a light on that role of the people that push people to be a star. Where, like, they're almost just as important. And I thought mm. that was cool. Okay. But all the shit with the chick that plays Paige and the WWE felt like just propaganda mm. <laughs> I, like everything everything with like the brother and stuff i thought was interesting but every time they do all that shit where it's like vince vaughn and her like the 
WWE Performance Center and doing all the <laughs> shit where it's like they make it seem they make it seem like hard work, but they make it seem where it's like we're good guys. We know what we're doing. Like there's like a part where like she uh is in the in the ring with like these models and like they keep hitting her accidentally and then she gives them a receipt. Yeah. And Vince Vaughn's like, Hey, what was that? <laughs> and she's like, Hey, well well in, in England if you if you accidentally hit somebody, you give them a receipt so they they learn. And then he's just like, We don't do that in the WWE. Apologize. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> There's so much shit, like, anything that involves the WWE in this, it feels like it was, like, gone over with a fine-tooth comb and propagandized to the point where it's like, what a great company. Yeah, I had my doubts on that ever since I learned that they were co-producing this. Yeah. So. Like, they do shit where it's like they, uh, like, they have a, they have, like, a a bunch of different, uh, blonde chicks in there that play supermodels that are becoming wrestlers, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because one of them is named Jerry Lynn. <laughs> but it's this whole yeah. thing where, where like, they're just like, kind of like these bitchy chicks or whatever. And then like, uh, they get to a point where, where it's like, well, actually one of us is a mother and we're trying to support our kid. And the fact that you're being a dick to us means that you're an asshole. Where it's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, they're trying to justify the fact that they're hiring models instead of, like, actual wrestlers. Where it's like, see, we're supporting models. Because sometimes modeling agencies fire them. So we're bringing them on to wrestle so they can support their families. Huh. Where it's like, okay, but you're making this a big fucking deal. We're trying to... The whole point this of this movie, movie isn't about this. Yeah, the whole movie's <laughs> supposed to be about following the career of Paige, but they go out of their way to be like, we're supporting former models! And you're treating us like shit! We're the WWE! Fuck you! Uh-huh. Like, like, yeah, this... I want to like this movie. This movie kind of sucks, to be honest. <laughs> like, I love Steven Merchant. He's a fucking... He's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But it just feels like everything that involves WWE is just so heavy-handed. Like, someone j- stepped in and was like, you have to do this for this scene to make us look like this. Ugh. Like, it's... Oh, it's gag-worthy. It's so gross. I feel like I remembered Steven Merchant. I knew he was directing this, but I completely forgot. Yeah, he wrote and directed it, they said. In the, this seemed like an odd thing for him to want to do. I know. Unless he's like a wrestling fan, I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. Like, I, I remember I remember seeing like an interview for him when he was talking about this, and he said like he was just fascinated by the story of Paige. Okay. Where like, she literally came up in like a, a wrestling promotion in England that like almost no one's ever heard of. Like, it's yeah. legit just ran by her family, and like all the wrestlers in it are just like these like people that take off the streets and train. Really? And then they just, they just, the family just kept sending in tapes to WWE and they just happened to like come across her and sign her. Hmm. Huh. Okay. So it's an interesting story, but then the minute they, the minute they include WWE in any way, shape or form, it's like, we're fucking awesome. Hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know about that. Yeah. I really had no interest in seeing it anyway. And now I have less interest. Yeah. Don't check it out. All right. It's, I won't literally it like, the whole brother story, because he's so separate from the WWE storyline, is interesting. But then once they get into Paige and her going to like the performance center, it's just nonstop WWE propaganda. Hmm. <laughs> it's so, which is like 
that's why I like listening to like this whole Dean Ambrose interview and listening to all this shit about WWE nowadays. It's just like all they give a shit about is public is public appearance. Uh-huh. Like they could literally they could probably kill a man if it makes them look better. Mm. Or cool. I just yeah, I like they're literally rubbing such in the wrong way and in so many ways, I'm just like, just fuck them. <laughs> I'm done. I just want to like, just get rid of my uh, fucking network subscription and just be like, I just go off and wither away and die because you're so big that you don't even give a shit about people. Yeah, man. <laughs> Woo. Um, anything else? Um, me and Molly are watching, uh, CNN did like a bunch of, uh, like specialty shows on like decades. And we watched. I like, love the eighties. <laughs> it's like I love the eighties, but like done seriously. <laughs> okay. But like we watched the one on the seventies, and we're now getting the one on the eighties, and they're super fucking interesting. Okay. Like uh, the seventy, we finished the one on the seventies, and they go really in depth on like Watergate and why it was such a big deal, mm-hmm. and it's super fascinating. What's this on? Uh, it's on Netflix. You okay. can watch all of on Netflix, but. They're like CNN. I think CNN was the ones that originally put them out. Uh-huh. But they're like uh, they're produced by uh, Playtone, like Tom Hanks's production agency. Uh-huh. So they have like that kind of feel to them, where a lot of the footage that they use is like uh, uh, like newsreel from that time. Okay. Like they do, they take like Dan Rather and like Peter Jennings and like people reporting on it while it's happening, mm-hmm. and then they have like people like. They go back to people that like either are experts or grew up in that time when they like talk about what happened hmm. in that point. Okay. But they even do like episodes on like the TV shows of the time and the music of the time even also. Right on. So, I'm going to check that out. That sounds super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like the 70s one is really cool because they talk about Vietnam. They talk about the Watergate scandal. They talk about all the presidencies after Nixon. Cause like Nixon's kind of his own thing. Yeah. But they talk about the presidencies after Nixon where like all the presidents after Nixon got super fucked based on what Nixon did <laughs> and they lay it out in a way where it's like, yeah, there was no way they would ever like, cause both Ford and Carter lost their reelections based on shit. Nixon did. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely like to learn that about any of that stuff. Cause yeah. I'm totally ignorant about it. Yeah. So it, it's super fascinating. And like, I, I almost bring it up more to Molly where it's like, can we watch more of that? <laughs> like, I just, I want to watch more of that. I want to learn. So fa- yeah. It's so fascinating. <laughs> and, uh, me and Molly started getting into Deadwood again mm-hmm. because they're putting their movie out. Like, a, I think it's like the end of this week, I think. Mm. And, uh, yeah, Deadwood's fucking good. <laughs> good. Yeah. Like, I haven't I, seen anything of it. It, it I think I bought the DVDs for my dad like a super long time ago. And I think I watched the whole first season with him, but I've been so separate from it that I barely remember what happened in it. And now we're going back and rewatching and I'm like, fuck, this show is so good. Okay. Like, I think I dropped out of it because like the last season ends on a cliffhanger that they don't resolve. Right. But now that I know that they're going to put on a movie that resolves everything, I'm like, all right, I'm going back and rewatching it it now. (laughs) Good deal. So yeah, Deadwood's super good. Definitely check that out. Right on. And that's all I've been into. Um, I caught the season finale of dead or not Deadwood, uh, of doom patrol on yeah. the DC universe app. Yeah. This was a very solid series from cool. DC universe. Top like, to I, bottom. Top to bottom. I don't think there is a weak episode in it. Really? I think all of them are fairly consistent in their quality. 
and what I think they do the best are character moments. Yeah. For every character, especially um, uh, Matt Bomer's character, Larry Trainer. Yeah. And uh, even looking back on um, Brendan Fraser's character, Robot Man, I think all of them, and even Cyborg and uh, the person who plays Rita Parr, the Elastic Woman. Yeah. I think all of them are very well done when they dive back into their past and like have an emotional moment when it resonates to them in the, in the present. Oh, sweet. All of them are good. The only downplay I think the series has for me is sometimes the writing comes off as a bit amateur. It feels a bit uh, like a bit uh, vulgar for no reason. And that, that really kind of turns me off on some parts. But then it completely makes up for it. Right on. Oh, no, it has all these character moments. Oh, sweet. So if this ever jumps to, like, maybe a Netflix or whatever, I would recommend checking it out, I think. Sweet. I think it's it's really weird. Yeah. But knowing that going in, like, that is based off a weird book about characters that are weird, <laughs> that are like, they'll never be in a Justice League. Yeah. Even though they live in the same universe as them. Yeah. Because they're... Their origins are so bizarre yeah. that um, you just have to take it at face value. It's weird for weird's sake. But even then, I think it still kind of holds your hand yeah. during it. But I think if it comes to anything like that, check it out. I, I mean, I think it's worth just me paying the subscription a month nice. for it. I, I think it's that nice. good. Nice. Um, so, yeah, Doom Patrol wrapped. I yeah. liked it. When does Swamp Thing come out? I think that's this soon, week. Really? Th- oh, and shit. on the thirty first, in two days, it comes out. Sweet. So I'm gonna check that I'm out. I'm looking they... forward to your uh, your uh, takes on uh, how that turns out. Yeah, I'm rereading it now. Alan Moore's run, and I am enjoying it a lot. Yeah. Like I, I've picked up things in this on the reread that I've totally forgotten about. Yeah. And things I really enjoy, and I hope the series kind of taps into into that. Yeah. The trailer kind of has me a bit skeptical about it. It looks like they're going in maybe a different direction, maybe not following Alan Moore stuff as close, but kind of incorporating things that came before it, okay. which is I hear still good. Oh, yeah. But I think it's still doing a little bit more um, going a bit off script and kind of doing its own thing. So we'll see. Yeah. I think it looks good. Yeah. But I um, I can't tell without diving in, seeing what it's like yet. Um, this last weekend, I also, myself and Ghost Hunter Dave, met up again with the Pop Culture Punks. Nice. And we did a joint venture with them. We did a live stream, if you haven't caught that already, about the second volume of Swamp Thing, in which we made... The two pop culture punk boys read volumes one and two. <laughs> now Dave's making other people do homework. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Son of a bitch. In order to get up to speed, um, I eat about half of a raw potato on that episode. Mm. So check that out. Um, How are you still alive? Man, it just it just is. It's gross. Eating a raw potato is pretty bad. Do you take a weird shit after that? <laughs> um, I don't think I'm shit since. <laughs> Oh, no. No, I don't know. Oh, no. no I don't know. Uh, but uh, we also did an episode of their podcast, which is coming out in the next week or so as well. Sweet. And it's pretty much an encompassing look at the summer movie blockbuster of the current year and what was good, what was bad, what we would like to see. 
so it's like an all encompassing thing for about an hour. Sweet. Pretty pretty good talk. And then uh, the last thing I have is just I'm looking forward to Swamp Thing. So that I've already touched on that. So there that's it. Fantastic. So JT, if people yeah. want to double down and make you buy the DC Universe app just to watch all these things coming out, where could they do that? Not gonna doubt. <laughs> but you can find me at Bucky Furman on Twitter, also Bucky Furman on Instagram, and at Bucky Furman on Snapchat. Troy, you can find me at Toward the Max on Twitter. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter as well. All, all of our episodes are uploaded onto ReviewReviewPod.Podbean.com as well as other places such as Facebook and Spotify and Stitcher and Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and YouTube Yeah, for the uh, curious peoples out there. Not a lot of views on YouTube, which is fine. It's yeah. just another avenue where you can uh, continue to listen to us there. Um, if you happen to use Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review us there. Because if you do, that helps other people find the show. And if you want to write in, you're more than welcome to do so at ReviewReviewPod at gmail.com. Review Review, spelled just how it is in the title yeah. of this episode. Send us your mail. We love mail. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so that's going to be the show. Coming up Monday, JT, we're diving back into the Fast and the Furious We're getting into this universe. Fast and Furious summer with Too Fast, Too Furious. Troy, I am on pins and needles to find out what you thought about this, because <laughs> no secret from me, this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely dive into that on Monday, um, so check us out then. And then coming up Thursday, we are going to have the sequel... To the Godzilla King Kong franchise. That's right. Godzilla. Godzilla King, King of Monsters. Of Monsters. Coming up. So check that out. Run to your local theaters and buy it for ticks. There you go. There's so many. Like, I'm almost kind of like, I don't like that we're doing Godzilla King of Monsters now <laughs> because there's so many movies, other movies coming out that I want to see. Like, I want to see Ma so bad. Yeah, so do I. <sighs> I've also had another... A friend of ours really want to do an Aladdin review, and she's yes. been on before. Reed Skeets, of course. Reed Skeets wants to do Aladdin's, so I think she wants to do all of the Disney remakes, pretty much. What? Maybe we can wait until it comes out on DVD or something. We'll do like an extra or something episode. Okay. Because I want to do that, too. Okay. I, you know what? In all honesty, I've heard not bad things about the Aladdin that came out. I have been hearing middle-of-the-road things. I haven't listened to yeah. every review, because I kind of kept it on the table if we were going to do it. I was like, even if you couldn't do it, I was going to have her on the show, and it would just be me and her. I mean, if you want to, you can do that. I Well, I, I, there's I no wanna... guarantee I'm going to be making yeah. it to the theater to see I that know. and Godzilla. I know. That's why I was like, <laughs> you you madman, why are you trying I don't this? know. I got cocky with the four-day weekend I yeah. had. Thought I could do more than I could. You think you're going to be four-day Troy for the rest of your life. You're not Troy. <laughs> You're not four day Troy. <laughs> no, I am usually not. So yeah, uh, four day Troy is 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 a very rare thing. That very much is. So uh, maybe we will wait for a DVD release, and maybe by then um, another one will come out, and we can do like a twofer a Disney live go. action, like The there Lion King or something like that. Except I think that comes out pretty soon. Yeah, that comes out soon as well. Uh, well, we'll figure it out, won't we? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'd like to have her back on the show. Yeah. Even if we could just, for whatever reason, She's quite the firecracker. She, pff, if you listen boy, to our Beauty and the Beast review, <laughs> good lord. Even if for the fact that we can sing a whole new world as like <laughs> as a group, 
that would just make the show, I think. Unbelievable skies. <laughs> I sing the Jasmine part, of course. Of, of course you do. <laughs> um, she already called she wanted to sing Aladdin's part. So Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll she actually, during a conversation, <laughs> asked if she could dress as a boo. And I'm like, are you talking <laughs> about vest, matter. no pants? <laughs> That's an interesting thing to dress up for an audio medium. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she goes, like, and a hat. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sure, why not? Gotta keep that shit covered. <laughs> so, anyway, let us what you know. Uh, let us what you know. Let that us what makes you know. Sense. Let us what you know. Uh, let us what you know about the, the recent come outs. <laughs> Uh, but until Monday, where we're diving back into Fast and Furious, I have been short of the Mask Extreme. I am JT Mask K. <laughs> and this has been another episode of the Review Review. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. We're off. Fuck. I don't know.